Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Friends, welcome back to God's Playbook. We conclude our series on the commandments here with commandments 9 and 10. The ninth commandment, you shall not desire your neighbor's wife or husband. And number 10, you shall not desire your neighbor's goods. These two commandments are important for us to follow just as the previous eight. In the eyes of God, relationship with one another is something that should always be on the forefront of our mind. And so our focus on living a holy life should also reflect our words and our actions. First and foremost, our desire of our neighbor's spouse. This relates back to the previous commandment in the sixth commandment, which talks about adultery. So once again, custody of our eyes and the ability to not lust for one another is so important. The gift of chastity enables people to love others with upright and undivided hearts. We should not long for others who are already are in committed relationships as married people. Our involvement, regardless of whether they're in a happy marriage or not, suggests that we could become an obstacle to their marriage or a means for a family breakdown. And the family unit starts with husband and wife, regardless of whether there's children or not. When children are involved, it further complicates things in which we might become a barrier in the love between the husband and wife as we desire them in a sexual way or because of our own personal needs that may plant seeds of doubt, confusion, or problems in a marriage that may or may not have already been there. It's important that we recognize that we not be envious of another spouse or their family. Sometimes it can be very easy for us to also resent the fact that this family seems to be happier than mine, that this marriage seems to be stronger than mine, that my spouse doesn't love or respect me like so-and-so's spouse does. And so we can fall into the traps of comparing my marriage and my family with others. And this again is not the way God wants us to live. Could my marriage be better? Sure. I don't know that there is a perfect marriage out there. Could my family be better? Sure. I don't believe there's a perfect family out there either. And yet this comparison can at times be more detrimental to my own marriage and family life than helpful. Sometimes comparing us with others helps to give us a sense of where we are at. But oftentimes it can almost be like comparing apples and oranges in which we find ourselves in a place that is not realistic to our own family situation. You may have heard the phrase before that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. It might appear that way from where we're standing, but indeed every marriage, every family unit is unique to its own. Just like when we think about sports franchises, while the overall goal might be to win the championship, to win the Super Bowl, the Stanley Cup, the World Series, the NBA championship. For some teams, when they start out the new season, they may be in a period of development. 
that they have such young players that the realistic goal of actually winning the championship, although if a miracle happened, they would love to win, they have to be realistic that it's going to take time to develop the skill needed to truly be a competitive team. And so it is in our life. How many times do we compare our family with another family? We don't understand their own financial, physical, and other responsibilities. It might appear that we are on the same page or on the same level as them, when indeed we have no idea the help they might be receiving from outside people, the income they might receive from their job, or the lack thereof if we feel that somebody is actually behind us and seem happier in life than we do. So this idea of being envious of another spouse or family is something we should pay attention to. What's also important for us to understand is this idea of giving in to our impure thoughts. Again, similar to the sixth commandment, we need to take better control of our eyes, but also that we don't want to encourage others to engage. We need to respect the fact that either myself or the other may not be open and free to a relationship given their own status in life. And so I need to be very respectful and honest with myself and others in regards to dealing with our own sexual desires. We want to remain pure and chaste. We want to make sure that we are living the life that is pleasing to God. Jesus says, blessed are the pure of heart, for they will see God. And so this idea of a pure heart, which the ninth commandment introduces for us, is the precondition of the vision of God and allows the person to see situations and others as God sees. And so it is important that we realize even in the catechism that it states there is a connection between purity of heart, of body, and of faith. Again, there is a connection between purity of heart, of body, and of faith. And so our desiring of a neighbor's spouse is something that we need to be aware of. Also, this jealousy of the other's family we need to be aware of. So we don't want to make those statements, those feelings, and those comparisons. When we look to the 10th commandment, you shall not desire your neighbor's goods. That's where we talk about being envious of what others have. The size of their house. Perhaps that they have a boat or a cottage. Perhaps that it seems like that they have a pool or some other goods that I wish that I had, and I could become envious of them. This speaks of greed, and greed is the desire for too much of what one does not need. These are often luxuries, and we may fool ourselves into thinking, well, if I had a bigger house, my marriage, my family would be happier. If I had a pool, if I had this, if I had that. But greed and envy are not of God. When we envy others, we desire something that belongs to another. We also have to recognize at times, because of our greed or because of our envy, we may also show resentment or bitterness towards others. We may never verbalize our longing for what they have or who they are, but the way we speak to them, the fact that we might avoid them, 
or show resentment or bitterness in other ways is also a breach of the Tenth Commandment. Also, our own personal demeanor. Do I spend much time telling God how sad I am, how much I resent the fact that I find myself in this position? At times, it's important that we're honest with God to speak about where we might be. But this commandment talks about not experiences in the short term, but when our experiences in the long term can have a drastic effect of how we present ourselves before God and one another. Some examples of this might be a passive-aggressive style that we show towards others, especially if it's a neighbor, a family member, a friend, a colleague, etc. It's important for us to realize our need to once again live the Christian authentic witness in our daily lives. By recognizing what I say and what I do, I am showing honor to God and each other as well. So these final two commandments are ones that we need to truly be honest with ourselves. And oftentimes, if we find ourselves unhappy with our current situation, it's not the responsibility of others, but rather we need to look within and say, how can I make my marriage stronger? How can I develop my family unit so it becomes stronger? Or perhaps, should I seek professional or personal or spiritual help to allow me to recognize the daily blessings that I have in my life? Because friends, let's face it, at times we might forget the great blessings and gifts that we have, always seeking the things that we don't have. And yet, Compared to others, we are blessed with so much. So we definitely want to make sure that we have an expression to God of an attitude of gratitude for all that he gives to us. And to recognize that if I don't have it, perhaps it's not God's will for me, or perhaps I don't really need it. So for each of us, let's use the opportunity of today to examine our lives Let's fall out of these two traps of desiring another's spouse, family, or goods, and rather thank God for all that he has blessed us with. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook podcast. Thanks and God bless.